This is the January 10th, uh, 2024. Um, this is the January 10th, 2024 special meeting of the uh, Sausalito Planning Commission. Uh, we'll call this to order, Director Phillips. Thank you, Chair, and good evening to you, commissioners, staff, and members of the public. This evening's meeting is being held at City of Sausalito Council Chamber at 420 Litho Street and is open to members of the public. Members of the public may also access this meeting and provide public comment through Zoom. With that, I will move to call roll. Commissioner Saad. Here. Commissioner Graff. Here. Commissioner Feller. Here. Vice Chair Junius. Present. Chair Luxembourg. Here. We have achieved quorum. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, next item is approval of the agenda. I'll look for a motion. So moved. Second. Uh, any discussion about the agenda? None. Seeing none, uh, uh, Director Phipps, please call roll. Commissioner Saad. Yes. Commissioner Graff. Yes. Commissioner Feller. Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Motion passes. Uh, next item is public comments for items not on the agenda. Uh, Director Phipps, if you could give instructions, please. Yep. Thank you, Chair. Happy to. This is the time for the Planning Commission to hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda. Except in very limited situations, state law precludes the Planning Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussions concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Commission may refer matters not on the agenda to staff or direct the subject to be agendized at a future meeting. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you'd like to make a comment, please submit a speaker card to me and or my colleagues to my right, Matthew Mandich and Maria Hernandez. If you'd like to make a comment in the Zoom application, please raise your hand and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Director Phipps. Anybody in the audience? Uh, seeing none, uh, seeing none on Zoom, we'll close that part of the agenda. Next item is approval of the Planning Commission min, uh, minutes from uh, December 13th. I'll look for a motion. I, I have a comment, Okay. if it's okay. On page 2 of 7, uh, line 12 and 13, I believe um, City Attorney Rudin's colleague, Ann Branham, was actually the attorney um, present for that particular meeting, and I just wanted the record to state that, or in lieu of that, just say it was the city attorney's office. There was no report out. Uh, okay, so is that a motion to approve the minutes with that correction? That's correct, Chair. Okay, is there a second? A second. Uh, is there any further discussion on the minutes? Uh, Director Phipps, please take roll. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius. Yes. Chair Luxembourg. Yes. Yeah, let's get Anne credit. Uh, sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. I would note also, since we're talking about that, that on page one, it also reflects that Sergio was present as staff. Um, so we may we may just want to make that edit. But I mean, I don't consider that to be a substantive change. Hey, so hey Anne, uh, apologies. Uh, your audio is quite low in the council chamber at the moment, requesting some IT assistance to increase it. I can also get closer to the mic if that helps in the meantime. There we go. There we go. Much better. Would you mind repeating that? Yes, absolutely. On page one of the minutes, it also reflects that Sergio was present under the staff heading. It, that's not a substantive change, so we can just go ahead and, and make that revision. But if we're going to do one, we should do both. Uh, we'll make that revision as well. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, next item is communications. Director Phipps, are the communications from CDD at this time? Yep, thank you. One communication item this evening uh, regarding personnel. 
CDD is excited to be welcoming assistant planner Adam Blair to our team next week. His first full day in office will be on Tuesday, January 16th, and I look forward to introducing him to commissioners and welcoming him into the Salsalito family. Uh, thank you. That does it for communications. Back to you. Uh, thank you. That's good news that you're able to fill that position. Uh, commissioners, uh, any uh, report outs at this time? I'll just make one and ask Vice Chair Junius to possibly add into this, but we did report at our last hearing that we were having an objective design and development standard meeting on December 18th, which we did hold. Um, and uh, I believe comments were made and staff is preparing that uh, to come forward to both the Planning Commission and the City Council. And there were no sub, I had to leave early. There were no other, no, other, no meetings further sub subcommittee meetings. Great. Correct. Uh, thank you for that report out. Uh, any other comments? With that, we'll go on to item number six, public hearing. Uh, I'll be looking for declarations regarding public context. Uh, 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 start with Commissioner Saad. Thank you. Nothing to declare. Thank you. Nothing to declare. Uh, Commissioner Graff? Nothing. Commissioner Feller? Nothing to declare. Thank you. I also have nothing to declare. Uh, first uh, public hearing this evening is item 6A. It's an ordinance amending chapter uh, 1054 and section 834.020. Uh, this is a public hearing on proposed ordinance amending uh, title 10, chapter 10.54, design review procedures and considering a resolution making recommendations to the city council. This matter was continued from our meeting on December 13th. The city council has directed the planning commission to render a report as to its recommendation within 40 days from the city council's December 19th meeting. So a little over two weeks from now, roughly January 28th, give or take a day. Uh, with that, Kristen, uh, if you could give a report out uh, of changes since the last meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Chair Luxembourg. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. Um, so the commission first heard this on December 13th in 2023, and at the conclusion of your hearing, you asked staff to make three minor amendments to the proposed Exhibit A, which is the draft of the text. Uh, modify Section 1054040, Administrative Design Review, to delete the word privately owned. Modify 1054050, Design Review Section B, Number 5, to add public buildings as being subject to design review. Modify 1054060, Submittal Requirements to add item M and incorporate the additional submittal items that have been proposed for deletion into just the regular submittal items and make them subject to the purview of the community development director, whether or not they are needed. In addition to the modifications above, um, you asked us to re-review the municipal code to ensure there was no conflicts between Title 10 in general and the um, proposed amendments and with particular emphasis on chapter 1081 development agreements. And last, you asked us to do a little further sleuthing into what other cities do for CIP projects um, with regard to the planning commission's involvement. So exhibit A has been amended as you've requested. I have to note that I did simplify the language a little bit that had been proposed by Mr. Luxembourg about um, when, how, how we, word how we word phrased the um, requirement was subject to the CDD director. It just simplified it, but it says the same thing. Um, 
With regard to a more comprehensive look at Title 10, I was unable to identify any conflicts with the references located throughout the various chapters to design review. It didn't, we weren't modifying anything that changed those references and required them to be changed. With regard to Chapter 1081, both myself and the city attorney looked through it very carefully. Um, one of these chapters does not so you know does not impact the implementation of the other is our general conclusion there is no um, development agreement that would be entered into by the city with regard to its own cip projects um, these this type of chapter would apply to a development agreement with a private entity <clears throat> and having gone into that development agreement it would not preclude the city from requiring design review if it's required in the chapter so we didn't identify a conflict there as well. Um, I was able to consult with Mill Valley, Corte Madera, and Larkspur, who I worked with before, and confirmed that they do not do the typical CIP projects as a design review project, similar to what Sausalito was doing that we're proposing to change. They did indicate that any substantive building, like a new brand new public building or substantive change to a community area, would likely be referred to the planning commission for input and to allow the public input before it got to the city council. But the council would be the decision-making body on that. I did also look into the municipal codes of some of the cities that weren't calling me back and Novato and San Rafael, and they do not require CIP projects to go through design review either. I think San Rafael does require public buildings to go through design review. Um, and Novato says non-residential structures are subject to design review. So one could assume the city has the ability to trigger it if they really wanted to. So there's where I stand. The other cities are not calling me back. It's not atypical when everybody's really busy and and you're working through a phone line. These days, nobody, nobody seems to do that anymore. Um, so at this point, staff is recommending you conduct the public hearing and that we adopt the resolution recommending the proposed revisions tonight. And if you have any further questions or comments, I welcome them. Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, thank you for taking out that, the statement I had, which I did on the fly last time, was redundant. So I appreciate you sure. cleaning that up. No problem. Uh, I do have a question on uh, 10... Dot fifty four zero sixty d which relates to submittal of plans. Currently, it says that you're going to be requiring six sets of full-size drawings. What do you currently get, usually? Typically none or just one for our use in-house. Okay. So we could change that. So I'm, I'm going to recommend when we get to that point that we change the language to uh, one full-size set and one electronic set of drawings. And I'll That's great. Note, we won't put it into the code, but... Uh, I would encourage people to split the electronic sets into two parts so that uh, they, the files are a little bit smaller because we've had problems loading them and they take a while. It also is good to look at the uh, floor plans at the same time and look at elevation. So it would be nice to have them in two separate files, but we don't need to have that in the code. So, okay. Uh, uh, are there other questions of staff about the updated thing? I'll start with uh, Commissioner Graham. Oh, hi. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, did have a question about um, uh, noticing. I, I read in the, um, I don't think I have a copy of it here, but 
uh, it said that that uh, signs and awnings uh, would, that are being uh, reviewed do not need to be, <clears throat> excuse me, noticed uh, to the public. And I was just curious about why that is, because uh, I, I think normally uh, they're they're either coming in as part of a greater project like a building or something like that, or else it's a small uh, small item. But there are conditions uh, like we had at um, one of the marinas recently where they had a fairly large signing program, which seems to me that it, it might have triggered some kind of notice. I'm just wondering why there's no notice for um, uh, sign projects. Well, I'm if there are some criteria for where it, where it might be triggered. I, we did not make any changes to the noticing requirements that were already in the chapter. Um, I'm I'm not sure where you see that signs are not required to be noticed, but if they are part of a larger project, it will be included in the noticing. Sure. sure. Yeah. I was just curious about <clears throat> um, really uh, why there was no noticing. Um, and the other question, I'm not sure this is the uh, right time for that, but <clears throat> in looking at these tables for the um, construction times and time limits and so on, they're all based on value of the projects. Um, maybe this is not the venue to discuss that, but I, I find that to be a very curious way of determining a time frame and um, how, how those values affect the time um, because there's so many variables it seems to me that there could be a very small project that could be quickly done that was very, very expensive, for example. Um, or there could be a project that, that uh, wasn't necessarily a high-end project but needed a longer period of time to get completed. So I'm just curious uh, of, of the rationale there yeah, I'm not sure whether this is the right <laughs> venue to to ask these questions, but uh, but there you are. Um, um, this is actually a pretty standard approach. I know for a fact that it was done this way in Larkspur as well, um, and probably other cities around here. Um, I think the general expectation is the more expensive the project, the more time it needs because it's going to be more difficult or more convoluted, more extensive. And of course, there's going to be exceptions, just like in any permitting process. But um, it's probably a fairly accurate assumption for the most part. Um, and there are, you know, built in here the the processes for asking for extensions of time when needed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to kind of correct for those times when it doesn't work. So that's the venue for for if there's any issues about time that, that that's the mechanism right that you do. okay okay could i ask a, a follow-up question to that sure. about specifically about the extensions is this a one-time extension 
in the building permit process, I think you can get several. We just explored that a little bit today. May I chime in? Course, I did. Yeah. I did ask this question so today. Looking, are you looking on page so, three of um, yeah. the ordinance? I I emailed um, staff to ask, and so about page three for the construction time limit um, in relation to specifically ten point five two oh seven oh, which talks about the one time extension. That is the difference from a land use permit to a um, building permit. Build, building permit. So um, that was that was a difference that was explained. They're they're not one and the same. There's the permit extension for building, and then the land use permit has the one one time extension. Did I get that right? Right. Are you specifically concerned with whether building permits can ask for more than one extension? I am. Sergio's response was essentially that the state gives you. A procedure to work with them to encourage completion and it isn't really in anyone's best interest typically to cancel a permit if they're in the mid construction I'm not so, suggesting canceling yeah. a permit I'm suggesting an incentive for them to finish well with the incentives are the monetary fines that are built into that section of the code right um, and so I, I'm just I was trying to reckon here um, the time extensions versus uh, how and when those penalties would kick in. And that's why I was asking if this is a one-time extension or something other than that. I'd have to read it a little more carefully to answer that. Um, I would imagine we might give them more than one extension depending on the circumstances, if the code allows for it, but before we're, we're, you move on to penalties. Yeah, but you're talking almost a year extension for one extension. That, I mean... That's a pretty extensive amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, we may want Ann to weigh in on this because I'm pretty sure that they drafted this to comply with state law. Okay. I mean, if it's state yeah. law, it's state law. I'm just trying yeah. to understand it myself. So um, obviously, the you know, we want to incentivize any owner or applicant to com complete their work. Sure. We don't want to cancel, get into the business of canceling permits because we don't want a city full of, you know, half completed projects, right. but just trying to understand the mechanism here. It, it wasn't clear when I read it, but that, that could possibly just be my, my reading of it. So does Anne want to weigh in? Yes, I can certainly weigh in. So I think the, the idea is you would sort of um, account for the potential for a bad actor to delay intentionally when you're determining whether to grant the extension in the first place. So for example, if you had someone who had made very, very little progress on their permit and was going to otherwise be subject to fines, you might account for that as part of determining whether to give them the extension in the first place. But um, after talking with Sergio about this, uh, applicants who have a building permit are entitled by state law to have them extended as long as they can demonstrate a good cause for the delay. And so that's where the state law component of it comes from. So I think we're trying to really balance here you know, the right to issue the extension, the right to impose the fines and, and also comply with the state law. So I think that's how we settled on this approach. I appreciate that explanation. Thank you. Okay, uh, Commissioner Graff, additional questions at this time. Uh, Commissioner Feller, questions. Um, uh, again, thank you very much for going back also to those development agreements because those haven't really been used yet, so they haven't really been tested yet, but we spent so much time um, getting those drafted and approved mm -hmm. 
here at the commission with a recommendation. The city council ultimately did um, approve those. So I, I, it was important to make sure that that uh, everything uh, worked with those. Um, I'm curious about um, public spaces or civic gathering spaces, and I'm particularly interested in that here in Sausalito, unique to Sausalito, because so many of those places and spaces are uh, um, uh, gathering spots for evacuation or emergency drills or anything like that. They they tend to be the same locations. And I'm just trying to be mindful of the general plan and and ensuring that you know this body is also responsible for the administration and application of that. So would this uh, uh, include those spaces? Do you mean do the amendments? talking about buildings here for design review, but some of those include civic grounds. Well, to my understanding, based on these changes, you will not be seeing design review applications for the improvement of city properties unless the council refers it to you. Or it's a building. Or, 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 or it's a building, exactly. And if I may, um, state law requires the Planning Commission review the Capital Imp Improvement Plan program on an annual basis for compliance with the general plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so Kevin will be collaborating with the commission and bringing that forward as well as staff to ensure that compliance um, is identified and, and approved uh, by the commission. Okay. That, that's good to know as well because we have not previously done that. So is that a new requirement? I don't believe the state law has changed okay. recently. Okay. Thank you. We actually did this um, for years in Larkspur. I think that because you had design review authority, it might have been overlooked here. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that this mm -hmm. commission will be reviewing that annually. Um, I think that 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 was really the basis of my my question. So, I, again, I really do appreciate you bringing this back. Mm -hmm. um, of course. And thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Fellow. Commissioner Saad, questions to staff. Uh, Vice Chair Junius, com uh, questions to staff. Yeah, did not really just a comment. I appreciate the, uh, the discussion about the timing of permits and extensions and expirations. It is kind of a, it's a funky little area. Uh, come, it, come, it does, I'm pretty sure, come from the California Building Code, and virtually every code is the similar type provision. But, it, it, you know, it's, you know, you do have to guard for the bad actor, but most people <laughs> don't want to. They want to get it done, you know, and so, uh, you know, when people are, you know, side swiped with stuff that happens, you give them extent, you know, they, you, yeah. you, you help them get it done. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the questions and it's, it's a interesting area, but I've never really seen it affect a real project. <laughs> people want to get their projects done and so did the city. So thank you for that comment. Uh, thank you for your presentation. I, at this point, we can open it up for uh, public comment. Uh, Director Phipps, could you give instructions, please? Certainly. Um, video or audio public comment is limited to three minutes for speaker. If you'd like to make a comment, um, I think since the chamber isn't so full, feel free to just raise your hand and or approach the dais. And if you'd like to make a comment on the Zoom application, please raise your hand in the application. If you're on a phone, you may raise your hand by pressing star nine. Chair, looking to the chamber, seeing none. Looking to the Zoom application, seeing none. Thank you. We'll close the public hearing and bring it back up to the dais. Uh, 
Commissioner, is what's your preference? Move to approve. Second. Uh, does that include the amendment to change six sets of full-size plans? Absolutely, yep. To yep. One, uh, one set of full-size plans and one electronic set of drawings? Indeed. Thank you. Uh, any further comments, questions? Uh, with that, Director Phipps, if you could take the roll. Happy to. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Thank you. Uh, next item is item 6B, uh, which is 203 Woodward Avenue. Uh, this is a design review permit. The uh, uh, applicant, Jeffrey Butler, on behalf of the property owner, Timothy Stainer, is requesting a design review permit to remodel the existing 1,823-square-foot residence, which includes the addition of a new 636-square-foot third story for a master suite, a new interior floor, floor plan, new roofing, three decks, new doors and windows, upgraded utilities and seismic and structural upgrades. And Mr. Uh, Matthew Mandage, Mr. Mandage, Matthew, if you could provide the presentation, please. Yes, of course. Hello, commissioners, happy new year. Um, so uh, as just presented by the chair, we'll be discussing a design review permit uh, for 203 Woodward Avenue, which is a remodel and an addition of a upper floor. Uh, next slide, please. Just a little bit of a brief location here. You can see the property right there. It's on the west side of Woodward Avenue, um, up the slope. Here's Bridgeway per, for perspective. It's a Google Earth image of the same property. It sits right below the Sausalito Towers apartment complex here. And this building right there is Sailor's Restaurant for those familiar with the area on Bridgeway here. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so as already stated by the chair in the... Um, Opening here, we have the project summary, which is a request for a design review permit to remodel the existing residence. That will include the addition of a 636 square foot uh, third or upper story for the primary suite. Um, I say third or upper because from the front of the, the house, it presents as a third story, but from the rear, it presents as a, as a second story. So um, could be really either one, depending on how you're looking at it, but also a new interior floor plan on that, the main living level. Uh, new roofing throughout, three new decks, two on the, the main floor and one on the upper floor, uh, new doors and a new window schedule, upgraded utilities, and seismic and structural upgrades. Next slide, please. Um, just a little bit of background on this project, and I know some of you have probably gone by to see the site, and you will notice that it is under construction currently. That is because an ADU permit was previously approved in September 2021. There are the project IDs and the building permit numbers there listed for you on the screen and also in the staff report. Um, this is the conversion of the above-ground basement. So as I was discussing before, from the front of the, the home, you can see that it's a first floor and second floor, but in the rear, just the second. So this is kind of an above ground basement that we're looking at right here. And that's this window and this right there. Um, the building permit was expired, but was reinstated in July of 2023 by a new ADU permit that was applied for um, last calendar year. Um, construction of this portion of the project is underway. And as it's an ADU and already approved, it is outside the purview of the Planning Commission authority today. Next slide. Um, so just a brief overview of the site here, proposed plans. Uh, on the left is the existing conditions, and on the right we have uh, the proposed. Uh, really the main difference, the, the footprint and the envelope of the buildings remain largely the same. Um, some of those decks I discussed right here and here are being added on the side of the main area, uh, front area here, which will be enclosed, currently a porch kind of deck area, and then a new roofing system in place for the upper story addition. Um, those are the main changes that we're seeing in the footprint, very little building coverage being added to the site. 
Next slide, please. Uh, just a quick uh, view here of the demo plan and the proposed first floor plan or the main living level above that above ground basement. Um, pretty much just kind of an upgrade of what we already have enclosing this area here, which is the entry, current entry and deck area in the front that we saw in that image, two decks being added here. Kitchen updating, living room updating, which was an office in the previous. Bedrooms are staying the same, bathroom largely the same. The only main difference is, is that these windows, which are here prior, are now going to be doors that open out to the backyard. Uh, and staircases moving as well interiorly. Um, and the because the front entrance was here, this will now be the front entrance around the rear side there. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, here's the proposed plans of the uh, upper story addition, uh, 636 square feet for a primary suite. Uh, this will include a sitting area, living area that looks out to the east towards Richardson Bay, primary suite here, walk-in closet, and master bath. Um, and here is the, the new gabled roof plan that accompanies that and the addition of the small third deck right here and here. Next slide, please. Uh, here's just some elevations of the project for you. Again, I've highlighted the areas that are already approved as part of the ADU. So we're really just focusing on this upper portion here. Um, you can see the existing front and right elevations right there and the proposed here and here. So biggest changes are really occurring on the front facade with uh, the addition, again, as we've discussed, the two decks and the expanded window schedule here, small deck up on top, um, and then the ADU down below, which is access from the side here there and then the entrance to the main living level next slide please again just some other elevations um the rear and the left elevation you can see these are those two windows i was discussing um that will now those will now be turned into two doors for each of those bedrooms uh, that already exist in that portion of the house and the upper story addition in both sides there and the adu again highlighted below next slide please um, zoning consistency. So uh, overall, the project is consistent with the zoning for an R225 um, zoning district. As you can see, and as discussed in the staff report, it's under the thresholds for all the requirements for building coverage, FAR, all the setbacks are in line. Um, the height of the building is actually from the current roof line to the proposed roof, roof line only going up seven and a half feet. Um, and uh, these are all under the 80% heightened review as well. So this does not trigger heightened design review. The only issue is that we have a non-conforming parking situation. Um, typically, uh, this zoning district requires two spaces on site. There is no on-site parking right now at the site. However, uh, due to the non-conforming section, we can go to the next slide actually. Um, got a table here for you. So you can see uh, we're dealing with a voluntary and partial demolition for a remodel. Um, this only requires a building permit and does not require any additional parking, according to our table in the nonconformity chapter. And while some may argue this is more than, you know, partial demolition because of all the, the changing of the walls and the, the upper story addition, um, there is a city council resolution that was passed, um, 5236 right there, that redefines the term demolition in the code to omit the removal or replacement of any interior walls, floors, and ceilings. As such, this demolition can be considered as partial as less than 51% of the exterior linear footage is being demolished. So I think that works ourselves around the uh, issue of the non-conforming parking situation. I think that was explained in the staff report as well. So um, next slide, please. Just to give you an idea of immediate surroundings here, um, I was made aware that the applicant also has some more current photos. These were just taken from Google Earth and uh, they'll present those afterwards with some of the story poles in place. But as you can see here, this is um, the house is right there. 
Can we go back one slide? I feel like we went one, two. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So yeah, here's the home right here. As you can see, two neighboring houses, um, larger than, than the house in question. Um, it goes upslope. Um, this house right here, 207 Woodward was actually given planning approval, uh, in November, 2023 for a third story addition as well. So they will be under construction shortly. Um, and we've gotten no comments from either of those neighbors about the proposed project. Uh, next slide, we're going to the rear of the project. This is Rodeo Avenue right here, Woodward in the front. And this is the, the subject property at 203 Woodward. This is the bit of the Rodeo, um, or sorry, the Sausalito Towers uh, apartment building there. As you can see, they sit really far up a terrace here. And the first floor of the balconies on these are really right here. Even from this perspective where I'm standing or where the photo is taken, actually, um, the first floor balconies are even above that level. So there should be no view impacts at all on anyone in the Sausalito Towers. Um, next slide. Moving across. Um, so here again is a 203 Woodward. Across the street, all of the properties towards the east are all sloped down, taking advantage of views looking out toward Richardson Bay. So there's really no one that will be directly looking at the front of the house. Um, everyone looks out east. And the only thing that really exists along this side of Woodward Avenue on the east is car decks and, and garages and such. Uh, next slide. So uh, based on all that, uh, staff recommends the Planning Commission approve the application um, for design review of 203 Woodward and adopt the attached draft res resolution approving the design review permit. Staff finds that the proposed project is in conformance with the required design review findings in chapter 1054. And of course the approval is subject to conditions of approval listed in the draft resolution. Thank you very much and happy to answer any questions the commissioners may have. Uh, Matthew, thank you. Uh, again, I wanna thank you for your excellent report. As I read through it, I kept having questions and then next paragraph you answered those questions. So very, very thorough, I really appreciate that. You, uh, with that, uh, questions of staff, uh, Commissioner Saad. I don't really have any, I just wanted to confirm, I think I, I saw multiple times in the report, there's no uh, landscaping changes here, right? It's just that uh, lavender bush that's remaining. Yeah, the lavender bush. I we have there were no additional details being provided. Maybe the applicant can uh, provide additional information on that that they wanted to do a short presentation after. Um, but as far as I'm aware, it's just these lavender bushes. This tree is a non heritage tree, very small. It will be removed um, when the decks are put in. Okay, and then just from the um, lighting perspective, because of the change from the front facade with all of those windows. Um, is there any uh, concern from, from staff similar, I was thinking about 426 Pine, right, um, in relation to how that lighting might be just ambient light noise mm -hmm. on the street? I know there's no neighbor in front necessarily. Yeah, but opinion there. Yeah. exactly. And well, that was that was my question, too, as well. I mean, that's obviously, a, you know, the window schedule is is big. And those are some large windows that are taking advantage of that eastern view out to Richardson Bay. And um, I gave my, myself pause as well. But realizing that there's no one across the street looking directly at and everyone is oriented facing that same direction and down, those would all be to the rear of those properties. Um, we've got no complaints from either neighbor on either side or any comments at all. So um, and the project site was, you know, well noticed. So yeah, I, I don't see it as a huge issue, but again, I maybe ask the applicant about that if they have any mitigating measures, you know, curtains exist, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it, thank you very much. Uh -huh. uh, thank you, Commissioner Saad. Uh, Vice Chair Juni, any questions? Uh, uh, Commissioner Graf, questions? No. Commissioner Sullivan. Um, thank you again, Matthew, for a great presentation uh, and staff report. Um, I had the same question uh, about a landscape plan. There, There is not one here, nor is there one that sort of indicates any exterior lighting. 
which again is just sort of standard of what we typically see up here. I mean, I'm very supportive of this project, but I mean, we, we strive to be very fair and equal and transparent to everyone and every applicant. So just curious about those pieces and parts and where those might be. Um, and I know we're focused here on what is the front, but you know that the back of this property uh, also has, uh, you know, I, I think some great improvements to it. But there's also a lot of uh, punched openings there, and I'm just curious about that lighting back there, and um, if there's any additional landscape that that would be happening there, because I believe there's a retaining wall uh, going in there. And I've I've looked at this property. I've 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 gone around the property. Um, didn't speak to anybody or, or saw a couple workers, but none, none of that landscape is there right now. So I don't know if it was removed and just being saved to kind of put, put back, but I'm just curious about those kinds of things. Otherwise, I'm very supportive of the project, but um, want, want to know what, where those missing pieces and parts are. Yeah, absolutely. Very fair questions. Um, some of those things I didn't have in, in the plans that were submitted to me or in the materials. And I think the applicant can hopefully speak to some of those and, and answer some of those questions for you. I'm sorry, I, I really don't have all that additional information right now, but I, I agree that it's needed. Okay. Yeah. And just um, just for the record and a point of clarification, do, did you receive any public comment at all? I, I checked again before I headed my way this evening, but I didn't see any. I just wanted to make sure the record's clear whether we received any or not. Zero comment, thank no you. public comment. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. At this point, uh, we'll allow the applicant to provide his, uh, his or her 15-minute presentation. All right, thank you, Commissioners. Thank, thank you, Mr. Manning. Uh, good evening, my name is Jeff Butler. I'm an architect in uh, Mill Valley. Um, I was in Sausalito for 15 years, a few years ago, but. <laughs> um, uh, Matt did a great job in the presentation, so I'm not sure I need to go through everything again that he described, but I'd be happy to if, if you would like. Um, but I'm happy to answer questions. And in terms of the two questions you had about lighting and landscape, um, there's very little exterior lighting proposed. Um, the requirement uh, for lighting on the back uphill side of the house is just one light for each one of those doors. And that's all we plan to install there, but because it's a building code requirement. Um, there's a light at the front door on the side of the house that would face uphill as well. And then all the other, um, the lighting at the two lower decks is in the, in the ceiling of the decks. Those are finished surfaces. So actually there won't be any light projecting out toward the street. Um, and then there's one light at the door at the upper deck um, for code purposes as well. Uh, in terms of the landscape, you, you saw the um, what's pretty nice landscape in the in the photo that's all been removed because of the construction project. Uh, the plan is to replace that in kind at the end of the project, but at this point, there's no other landscape proposed. But we'd be willing to talk to you about whether you think it needs additional uh, attention. Oh, so. thank you. Uh... Uh, at this point, we'll have qu uh, questions because Matthew provided all the plans, so I understand. Certainly. Uh, I do have a quick question before I give it to others. Um, there's a stairway that's on the main level that goes down to the ADU, and at the bottom of the ADU, there's a door. But at the top, there doesn't appear to be a door, and I'm wondering if that's, one, a sound issue for people in the ADU as opposed to people on the main floor or the vice versa, and also a fire safety issue. Uh, 
wouldn't you typically have doors on both sides of that stairway? Um, no, because the uh, the one hour in, uh, separation between the two units um, uh, it really includes the basement stair. So we want to take advantage of opening that stairwell to the living room space to make the space feel larger is one of the reasons there's not a door at the top. So the door at the bottom of the stair creates the one hour separation. Okay. And then the entire floor level um, is also rated uh, between the two units, which is required um, by code. I see. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, questions, uh, Commissioner Sag? I just wanted to ask, uh, I think you might have heard my question earlier about the light that is in the front facing facade with the rest of the, well, the addition of all of those windows. Mm -hmm. If you could just comment in terms of just any light noise and I, I know there's no one in the front there, but is there any any concern um, from that level of so few windows to so many windows moving forward? We, we haven't we haven't thought about that actually, um, so I'm not sure I have an answer for you. Um, those windows will probably have um, a solar gray tint for Title 24 energy purposes. So they won't be clear glass, but um, you will def you've definitely, if the lights are on inside, you can definitely see that. Um, I don't know whether, uh, Tim, you plan yeah, on doing. Am I just coming up to the microphone? Yeah. For anybody at home. This works. Uh, anybody uh, at home can hear you. Yeah. So the lot across the street from, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm Tim Sander. I'm the homeowner. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having us. Uh, so the lot across the street is an empty lot. There's a, there's nothing there. So if you're looking straight out from the house, there's there's no other house. And then all of the other uh, houses, they all have big hedges along um, uh, Woodward Ave. So there's just nobody on the other side, so to speak, that can really see to the house, unless you're on Woodward Avenue. That would be it. So I don't know if that gives you some clarification on things, but. Sure. Thank you. No, I, the comment on the um, the glass was helpful as well. Thank you. That's all I have. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Saad, Vice Chair Junius. Question, uh, uh, Commissioner Graff. <clears throat> yeah, a couple uh, uh, quick questions. Um, the main entry has been moved from you know that deck, but so now the main entry is right through the kitchen. Am I reading that correctly? Correct. You you yeah. come up the side of the house and turn and a hard left walk and walk right into the kitchen. Correct. Okay. okay. It's a little unusual, but I just want to make sure I understood that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then on the the two decks, I noticed that the deck on the left hand side, as you face the building, it pulled in a little bit from the edge of the building where the other one kind of lines up neatly. And I was wondering why that was. And I look closer and I see that the setback line runs across there. Sure. And it looks like you had to pull the deck back because of the setback line. Is that, am I reading that right? That is correct. And that's kind of too bad because uh, yes, it would it have is. been nice to <laughs> line that all up. Um, I don't know what you can do about it under the circumstances, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those, um, Sort of unfortunate situation. It's a very, very minor encroachment on the setback. I'm... We would take a variance from you tonight if you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how important it is uh, to anybody. Uh, if I was the architect, I would, I would really lobby for that. But um, 
I'm not. So I just I just wanted to make sure that that was I was reading that. Correctly. You're absolutely correct, yeah. and it's, it is unfortunate. Yeah. So, thank you, uh, Commissioner Fellow. Thank you, Chair, and thank you um, for being here tonight. Um, again, I, I'm just hoping that you could maybe um, talk a little bit more about the landscape. You said you would replace what was there in kind. Obviously, there's more building and deck area in that front yard. So is your vision to just plant lavender, or is there some other schemes? Yeah, there, uh, right now, right out underneath those decks, uh, there is no landscaping. So right. those, those decks become patios for the ADU at the lower level. And the, um, the lavender bushes would be in front of that. Um, and so you come into the ADU up the, up the right-hand side of the house, come under the deck, which is nice covered entry to the ADU, or you continue up around uh, the left-hand side of the front door for the primary residence. Uh, but again, we haven't planned except to replace uh, what you saw in that original photograph. Okay. I, I'm just curious, really, I mean, you're the architect, I, I'm certainly not, but um, about any consideration for privacy, a little bit of privacy just in, in the ADU, even though I know there's not a unit across the street, but just, um, just it, there's quite a lot of windows there, and, um, and you've got your front yard sloping down, so if those windows are all exposed in, into the ADU in particular, uh, you have a railing above uh, at the at the main floor, so that that will obviously uh, filter uh, a little bit and provide a little bit of privacy. I'm just curious about it. Um, uh, uh, Tim and I can can talk about that. We can get back to Matt on some ideas for that. But honestly, we have not discussed that. Okay. I, I just I'd just be making something up if we. Sure. If I may, one point: um, those windows face out to the view. Yeah. So we wouldn't want to block the view. I'm um, not suggesting blocking the right. view. I'm saying sort of soften it a little bit. I got gotcha. um, you. You know. Certainly. Well, yeah, I guess that's. I mean, there's ex exposure than full exposure. <laughs> right. <laughs> little... Okay. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. Yeah, pre appreciate that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Feller. Uh, so we, we, Tim and I will discuss uh, that, and and we'll talk to Matt about any changes. Uh, hopefully, um, the commission will allow. Uh, uh, the applicant and myself to dis discuss that and make changes. Uh, thank you. Uh, with with that, is there any additional comments? We're going to open it up for a public hearing, and then you'll have a chance to a few minutes because uh, you didn't use all your time to to respond to any comments if any occur this evening. Again, Matt Matt had such a great presentation of the project. I don't think you want to hear it again. But. <laughs> no, we're, we're good with that. And, okay. and we all get it in advance, so we're, right. we're fine. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, at this point, we're going to open up the public hearing. Uh, Director Phipps, if you can give us instructions, please. If you'd like to speak, feel free to raise your hand. If you're on the Zoom application, raise your hand. If you're on the Zoom application with a phone, press star 9 to raise your hand. That does it for the instructions. Looking to folks in the chamber for raised hands. Seeing none. Looking to the Zoom application, seeing none. Back to you, Chair. I will close public hearing and bring it back up to the dais and look for what's the pleasure of the commission at this time. I'm I'm ready to approve the project and, and ask that the applicant work 
with staff to develop um, a reasonable uh, landscape plan um, as as sort of described this evening, um, but it would be nice to, to have have something on the record and in the file for that landscape plan. Um, if that's acceptable to you, Director Phipps and, and Matthew. Um, and so I, I'm ready uh, to uh, make a motion to approve with that condition. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna ask, Ann, is that, is that uh, condition clear enough or do we need further clarity on that condition? Yeah, and well, and I maybe look to Brandon to see if that's something that that staff feels is workable, because um, it's it's much easier to ask the person who will actually be implementing it. But to to my ear, it sounded okay. But if if staff you know wants it restated or wants any clarity, um, feel free to chime in. I I can confirm um, staff is fine with with that direction and that condition. Okay, then it makes sense to me as well. Uh, thank you very much. I'm looking for a second. Second. Okay, uh, we got two seconds. We'll go with uh, Vice Chair Junius was first. Uh, and is there any further discussion? Uh, seeing none, uh, Director Phipps, can you take the roll, please? Yep, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Saad? Yes. Commissioner Graff? Yes. Commissioner Feller? Yes. Vice Chair Junius? Yes. Chair Luxembourg? Yes. Motion passes. Okay, uh, with that, we'll go on to new business, and we have adoption of the Planning Commission meeting schedule for 2024. I'd like to make a motion to approve. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Okay. If I may, a sincere apologies. I, I should have done this before we started taking a vote. Um, I, I wanted to ask if you all would be amenable to um, sort of breaking this up. I just, The recommendation that I was going to make after talking to Sergio is that you don't need to preset your cancellation dates. And in fact, that sort of minimizes your flexibility. Um, so the Rezo has it set out where your cancellation dates are preset. What I would recommend is that you approve the resolution barring the latter half of sentence uh, one, where it says, let's see, with no meetings in August, only one meeting the second week of November and only one meeting the second week of December. So approve the resolution minus that portion of the sentence. And then what I'll do is actually ask for a second motion to cancel those specific meetings. I think that will make it cleaner. It will set your ordinary meeting time and date, which is what the Brown Act requires. And then you can take a separate motion to set your canceled dates. It, does that make sense? No, sorry. No. I, 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 I got a little lost. <laughs> no problem. So what the Brown Act says about your meeting schedule for the year is that you need to just set a regular date and time, i.e. second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. So when you look at the resolution, sentence number one or, or bullet one here has that language. I would recommend that you adopt the resolution with a period after at 6.30 p.m. So you set your regular meeting time out in your resolution. And then I would not recommend including your cancellation dates in this resolution. I would recommend adopting the resolution with that change and then taking a second motion to set the dates that you would like to cancel on top of your, your regular schedule. Does that help? Uh, okay. So why, why, uh, to, in phrase slightly differently, but not for the wording, would be that we take this first uh, motion with a period after 6.30 p.m., and then uh, the motion, the second motion is going to be to cancel the, uh, the second and fourth Tuesday meetings in August and to cancel the, uh, I guess it's the, uh, is it the first or the second in December? Second in November, 
and second week of December. Yeah, so it would be to cancel the second meeting in second uh, Wednesday in November and the second meeting in December. And would we take those three or four cancellations in one motion also? Yep, you've got it precisely right. And I know it's an annoying sort of ticky tacky thing, but that will help us get to compliance with Brown Act and maximize flexibility for this body. Cause you can always make motions on subsequent dates to cancel future meetings as well. It gets a little harder if you've done that in your resolution already. So you've stated it exactly right. So, and then we can, if we need to cancel another meeting, we can do so. And if we need to add a meeting, it would be a special meeting is what you're saying. Precisely. Even if it was on the same date and we won't do it, but if we were to add one in August, we would, it would become a special meeting is what you're saying. Yes, and if you needed to change a time on your normal meeting date for any reason, that would be a special meeting as well. So yes, you always have the ability to do a special meeting at a different date or time. Okay, thank you. Uh, so we're looking for a motion here. Somebody would make it for, as discussed, number one, we'll add, uh, we'll stop after the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 6.30, uh, and that'll be a, a, the first motion. So Make the motion. If I don't have to repeat the whole thing. <laughs> right, you make the motion. Yeah. Well, the motion's in the packet. There it so is, yes. With, the, with those corrections to the motion in the packet, is there a second? Second. Okay. Second. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Uh, any opposed? Okay. So next motion is a motion to cancel uh, the, the meetings on the second and fourth Wednesday in August and uh, cancel the second meeting uh, the second uh, Wednesday in November and the second Wednesday in December. Uh, and can somebody make yeah, that motion? I'll, I'll make that motion as well. Okay. Second. And second. And all, uh, everyone in favor of that motion? Aye. 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 Sure. Uh, so uh, uh, that passes. Uh, uh, Director Phipps, uh, let me ask you this. Is, do we want to cancel the second meeting in January? Are we at that point? Because notices have to go out basically tomorrow. We don't have. I would I would support a cancellation of that meeting. Okay, so I'd like a motion to cancel the the second uh, uh, January second. I'm sorry, second Wednesday in January meeting because the items on the, that we thought we were going to be ready are not going to be ready. I'll I'll make that motion as well. Okay, is there a second? second. Okay, all those in favor of that. Aye. 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 Okay, thank you. So we have those three motions. Uh, Moving on to next item on the agenda is the election of chair and vice chair. Uh, at this point, what we will do is we will take nominations for the chair. There is a second is not required. We'll close nominations. We'll take public comment, and then we'll have Brandon take a roll call vote. So for this, uh, are there any nominations for chair? Green. I'm going to nominate Jeffrey Luxemburg uh, to remain on as chair. Okay, thank you. Are there other nominations for chair? I'd like to nominate Commissioner Saad as chair. Okay, uh, and are there any further nominations for chair? Okay, with that, uh, Director Phipps, please take the roll. Commissioner Saad. Sorry, wh which one is? So, uh, as opposed to a roll, is it appropriate for commissioners to name the preferred chair? Yes, that's the way. That's the way. Uh. You just name uh, which of the people you want, and then you, and then whoever has the most. Commissioner Saad. As expected. Keep going. Yep, I will continue. Commissioner Graff. 
Um, uh, Chair Luxembourg. Commissioner Feller. Commissioner Saad. Vice Chair Junius. Chair Luxembourg. Chair Luxembourg. Uh, Chair Luxembourg. All right. Um, seems as though we have elected Chair Luxembourg to the seat of chair for second year. Thank you all. Uh, with that, we'll open nominations for vice chair. I would like to nominate Commissioner Saad for vice chair. Are there other nominations for vice chair? Okay. Uh, with that, uh, Director Fitz, please call the roll. Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Saad. <laughs> Commissioner Graff. Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Feller. Commissioner Saad. Vice Chair Junius. Commissioner Saad. Chair Luxembourg. Uh, Commissioner Saad. Commissioner Saad. Um, welcome to Vice Chair Saad. Uh, and motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you all. C can I just make a comment? I, I think it's really important to thank Vice Chair Junius for two years as our Vice Chair, um, an incredible colleague of mine, a partner in crime uh, for many initiatives that we've worked on together. And um, I always appreciate and respect your perspectives, and I always learn something new every time uh, we're up here on the dais and any time we have a chat. And I, I really want to thank you for all the work that you've done as vice chair uh, and, and steering this commission forward in the right direction. So thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. I would like to second that. Uh, thank like you very much. Yes. I would like to third that, third that as well, and I want to welcome uh, Commissioner Saad to being vice chair. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, with that, we'll now move on to item eight, adjournment. So moved. Second. <laughs> all right. See you all first, uh, second, uh, second Wednesday of February. Thank you, commissioners, for a great first meeting of the new year. Look forward to working with you. It's going to be a great year. Thanks for having me. I'll see you all in February.